Hey there, Ali Clark with you now. Eddie Bunnan here too. Shane Lowe here as well. I hope you're getting ready to enjoy the podcast. Actually, we took a phone call today that's really got us thinking about how tough so many people are finding it here, especially in the rental market in South Australia. Yeah, have a listen. And the Mary Poppins bag that Ali has. So many strange things inside it. So we opened it up to you. We said to you, Adelaide, what's in your handbag? Wait till you hear what's in bags across Adelaide. All of a sudden, I look normal again, don't I? (laughs) I was thinking of looking normal. Hans, international (laughs) superstar, wrapped up the week for us. Great way to end the week. It was. All right, enjoy the listening. Have a great day, whatever you're doing. You can genuinely call us about anything, anytime, uh, 8300-1023. There's so many different ways that you can reach us too. But as Shana was saying, you can get onto our website. There's a rescue page there. If there's someone in your life that you think might need a helping hand, maybe it's you that just needs a hand. That is why we do this job, to be able to help you out if we can. And someone has done just that. Hey, Coralie, good morning. Good morning. Tell me a little bit about your friend Carly. I've known Carly since high school, but I've become closer to Carly recently since she's become homeless. What happened? She had a rental for nine years and the landlord decided that they just weren't going to renew her lease without explanation. She had to pack up nine years worth of everything and get rid of a lot of stuff and get out of there and she had nowhere to go. So she's got all this stuff in storage. Her dad's been living with her um, and he's had to go off and live with a mate. I think he's mm-hmm. with a mate now mm-hmm. and her son as well. So they've all been separated. And so she hasn't been able to find another rental? I mean, we keep hearing in the news that the rental market's really tough at the moment. It's tough. And so the catch is when she had to move out, she lost her job that she'd had for years because, ironically, working for the Housing Trust complaint. Right. And um, so without having internet and a base to work from, she's lost her job. They've told her, though, that as soon as she gets a place again and settled, that she can have her job back. But then, of course, without a job, you can't apply for houses because you're way down on that list of potential. And then to top it off, her dog, Mitchie, she won't give her up. So Yeah. You know, and I think for maybe for people who have pets, they think, well, who don't have pets, sorry, they think it's an easy thing to do. But I would imagine, especially now, that dog would be so very important to her. Oh, and Mitchie's so attached to Carly because Carly will come over to our house once a week mm-hmm. and um, spend the whole day and have a shower and a home meal. And oh, I send her off with a meal as well. But Mitchie won't even, like, when she has a shower, she goes in the bathroom with her. Mm. They're so attached. Well, it's it's her family, you know. It's... Yeah, but um, you know, I've been there when his sons rang upset because they're they're not together. But he's so sweet, you know. He doesn't hate her for the situation, and he's you know hanging in there. I think he's living with a friend at the moment. And how old is he, mate? I'm pretty sure Cooper's uh, seventeen. Oh, so he must so, be what doing year twelve or something? Yeah, he's he's at schooling, trying to get through school. He's a good lad. He's like into his cricket. Wants to be a cricket star. Think it's older. <laughs> she's the first one to help anybody out if they need it. She's taken people in at her place that have been in similar situations and fundraising for her local cricket club. Time, yeah, okay. You know, volunteering to do the women's coaching and cancer fundraising over the years and stuff like she's just she's the person that turns up if you invite her over and she knows there's kids and she'll bring games and things with her like she just she's always thinking of others 
And so now she's in what seems to be a chicken and the egg sort of situation. She doesn't yeah. have a job to put down on the rental thing, so therefore uh-huh. she can't get into the rental. What she does do is a home-based marketing job. It is there waiting for her, but she needs that internet and yeah. everything else. Is she yeah. also being priced out of the market? Has that been... Because, you know, we've been no, hearing about no rents doubt. going... Yeah, okay. Definitely without a job. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like her son is, she doesn't get much money on the doll. It's ridiculous. Mm. I don't even know how she survives. Has it surprised you how quickly this has happened to your friend? I think it was like she was in a bit of denial at first that it was actually going to happen, and then like all of a sudden it's like, oh my god, this has been eight months. She's been in her car. You know, it's like, where did the year go? You know, she comes and stays and she doesn't make me feel guilty because it's time to leave. How do you feel watching her go off and getting into a car and knowing she's going to have to stay somewhere? It breaks my heart. She's taking me for drives to show me where she stays. And I think, you know, her safety, getting out of the car to take the dog for a wee or whatever in the middle of the night, it's horrible. Can she still find the joy? Coralie, can she still? She does. Yeah. Yeah, okay. she doesn't come over and wallow. She doesn't, you know, go on about it. She's actually like, last time I saw her, she's like passionate about the fact that there's just no help fathers in her situation as well. And there's so many mm. out there stuck in this rut. This limbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so has she gone to support agencies? Has she asked for help? Um, she was saying to me something about talking to the Salisbury Council. You know, for example, there's showers and toilets at the swimming centre. Why aren't they on offer for the homeless, maybe with passes to go and use? Or car park passes for when these people are staying in car parks to hang so that the police know they're rego, they know that they're... Yeah, they're safe. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, maybe they can do drive-bys when they're not yeah. busy or something just for safety. And when she does it, she talks about other people. And I'm like, mate, you're the one in this situation. And she's like, yeah, but there's, you know, there's so many out there. And so she's saying that as well, that she is seeing other people alongside of her living on the streets in this way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I live at Mawson Lakes. The car's gone now, but there was a car there for months. And then all of a sudden, all the sheets and blankets were gone. I don't know what the story was, where they ended up. Well, I think this is the challenge, Coralie, because, you know, even listening to you, you would do everything that you could, you know, and I know, I understand that circumstances mean that she can't live with you full time, but it seems to be such a big problem, you know, in that, you know, where do you start on something like this? I think the government needs to build more housing, cheap housing for everybody out there, make it more accessible and affordable and probably hire more people to actually focus on these people that have got themselves in this dislodged situation like for Carly is to have an opportunity to have a home again and then she could have her job back and then she'd be off benefits and saving our country money. Yeah. 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 Hey, look, Coralie, thank you so much for talking us about Carly. I want to have a chat to her, so I really appreciate you, you know, sort of bringing this to our attention. And look, thank you for being such a good mate too. Thank you, guys. I hope someone out there is going to reach help. out and give her mm. a break. She deserves it. She's been doing it hard for long enough. Coralie, thanks very much. That's right. Thanks, Ali. I am getting an absolute pasting <laughs> here in the studio. You kicked over my hand. Yeah, right. Well, you left it right under my feet. Oh, well, I didn't yeah, it's your fault. It's oh, yeah, so yeah. bloody massive. How can I not kick it? No, but it, you guys, I mean, okay. 
So there are stages in a woman's life. Yeah, oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> but when you have kids especially, you lose the opportunity forevermore to walk out of the house just grabbing your keys, your phone and your wallet. Right. You just can't do it. So you need a handbag. Because I was always, oh, I'll just chuck it in my jeans pocket and let's get out into the world. And so you get a handbag. And, well, the, I mean, I, I would... Say that what's in my handbag is not that weird. Okay, let's talk about this because not only did my foot kick the bag, but stuff fell out of the bag. Okay, so what I've got this—it's actually heavier than I thought it would be. It's not just keys and a wallet. No, no, I know because kids give you stuff that you got to hold on to. So let's open the bag first and find out what's in it. Um, Okay. Whoa! Holy! What the hell was that? That's the wallet. Uh, All right, it's not okay. Firstly, okay, there's a. A wooden mixing spoon. <laughs> I mean, what is that? Just in case you meet a naughty child. No. Well, that we were doing lightsaber fights, and I was trying to get them into the car, and one of them was using the wooden spoon for lightsaber, and I said they could take it in the car, and then I had to put him up. Anyway, that's how come that's. Oh. What's Got that? Pills? <laughs> no, just chewies. Oh, yeah. Chewies. Well, that's, that's normal. Yeah. That's all right. Maracas. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh. Oh. What's this? Oh, stop it. What? Oh. What is that? <laughs> Eddie, you explain what they say, everyone, please. It's, um... What is it? You say it. Ta- oh, tampon. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, I regret this. I regret this. I regret this. I regret this. You gave it to me. You gave it to me. Oh, next one, next one, next one. Next one. Oh. 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 Bell tampons. <laughs> uh, hang on. Why do you have a cowbell? Why? Well, every time I go to the bathroom, I go, I'm going. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I don't know. The kids had it. Okay, I'm going to leave that small the pocket The lug was broken yeah, on no. the toilet. Just okay. Wait, oh, okay, okay. Wait, how many zips is this bag going oh, yeah, There's always lots and lots it's and like lots of zips. It's like a Mary Poppins bag. Oh, oh, listen, I would, I bet you that there are yep. just as many weird things in other handbags. Oh, it's just what we do. <laughs> oh. Why is there a dustpan brush in there? Like a full-size <laughs> dustpan brush. That's is that weird. a hairbrush? You did not. Nah, find that nice. in there. Okay. Hey, come on, help me. Eight three hundred one zero two three. All right, and husbands, you can do this because sometimes it's the wives that are, you know, too embarrassed. Or just open and be proud. What's the weirdest thing you've got in your handbag yeah. right now? Oh, right yeah. now, on the fifteenth of July. It's <laughs> se- oh, how heavy it is. I know it's in there. I haven't cleaned Why it out. Oh, that's an eye mask. Everyone needs an eye mask. Oh, a Ruben K eye mask. Oh, to Ruben K. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Ad- uh, women of Adelaide, men of Adelaide. Yeah. Ring us. What's in your bag? Is it as uh, eclectic? I think it's the right word there. Is Ali's handbag? Let's get you into our book of records. That's a, that's a recycle that? shopping bag. That's normal. Okay. What's wrong with that? What's this frozen ticket? Did you not know <laughs> <laughs> That's my old frozen ticket. Hold, 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 hold on. What's it say there? What's it say on the frozen? <laughs> what does it say? Festival theatre, lockout period of supplies. Oh. <laughs> ding, okay. ding. All right. Let's, uh, let's see what's in your bag, Adelaide. Eight, three hundred... Glenn <laughs> 20 on the go. Yeah. Well, kids fart. <laughs> the Ali Clark Breakfast Show. Book of Records. Yep, Shane Lowe kicked over my handbag and the boys have been laughing at me because of the weird things that are in there. But I want somebody else to get in our Book of Records because I think everybody has weird stuff in their bags. Daniel of Ethelton, good morning. What do you have in your bag? Morning, guys. I have one of those old car cigarette lighters that you used to light your cigarettes with. Okay. Why was it in there? I think I pulled it out when I bought the car, but I thought, like, you know, I'll put that somewhere safe, just yeah, in my bag for now. How long do you think and it's been in it, your bag? 
Oh, easily a year, yeah. if not more. <laughs> but the fact that I still have it, and I'm pretty sure it still works. Uh, have you lost the car? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Daniel, you're either running to be in our book of records. Thank you very much. Awesome. All right. See you. Cindy says, my dog's baby tooth is in my bag, Denise. A tiny toothbrush for my granddaughter's braces when she gets food stuck in them. <laughs> Keep the calls coming. One of you will go into our illustrious book of records. And we are getting you to enter our book of records this morning by sharing with what's in your bag. Uh, people's lives are in their bags this morning. Oh, what a ripper. Emily like says, not in my current handbag, but I did have a hammer in my handbag for a while once and a globe from my range hood in my kitchen in there. <laughs> Michelle says a single salt and pepper shaker. Melinda, a plug-in safety switch. And um, Michelle Lockdown. Davis, a laminated feather. Oh, as you do. Uh, so from someone's little, going in the book of records. <laughs> from a laminated pigeon. <laughs> uh, well, Bonnie is going to join us next. She has, I mean, something really weird, uh-huh. really weird in her bag. Hey, Ruth from Aberfall Park, what's in your handbag? Good morning, people. Um, it's a mothball that I keep in my bag. Okay. <laughs> Just one? Uh, it is just one. See, what happens is I keep mothballs in my car because I keep the spiders out of your car. And I had family hopping into the car one day and I didn't want a mothball running out with kids in the car, so I chucked it into my handbag. And now it's an ongoing joke that it keeps the moths out of my wallet. There you go, Ruth. I love it. Thank you. To Prospect Now, Bonnie, what do you have in your handbag? I have a um, my dead sheep's tail. Say that so, one more time. Yeah, what? I have my dead lamb's tail in my bag. Oh, Bonnie, there are so many questions. Okay, so you had a lamb and yes, it was your... we had two. Okay, and it was your pet. And yes. how did you end up with the tail? Um. So when the lamb gets oh, to a certain yeah. age, the you cut the tail off. Okay, and, and you thought you'd put that in your spin. handbag? Well, it's my good luck charm. Do they grow back, Bonnie, like a lizard? <laughs> No, they don't. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't looking for the lamb then. (laughs) Bonnie, does it smell? No, it doesn't. No, it's a nose you're picking up. (laughs) Wow, Bonnie, you might be right up there, I think, to go on the Book of Records. Thank you very much. Okay, it is time. Now, do you want your intro again? Oh, look, it'll fill in a bit of time. Let's play it. (laughs) On the Ali Clark Breakfast Show. Kiss the sexy heart. Pants. International superstar. Yep, this is where Hans takes a rear view of the week that was. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Look, you've had a very interesting week this week, I will say that. Uh, One segment that you did uh, concerned one of my favourite things. Now, I am German. That means I know how to hold a grudge. (laughs) You may know some of the people I... (laughs) Some of them used to work here. Uh, No, look... Good to laugh again, isn't it? It's good to laugh again. Look, we did hear from a woman named Beth. Let's just hear what she had to say. My best friend of 30 years stole my baby name. I was like, what are you doing? You knew that I was going to call my son that because it's after my father. And she was like, well, my husband wanted that name. He loves it. And that was it. Didn't speak to her. And would you baby. Think, did, do you think you ever will? Look, if I got dementia and forgot about it. <laughs> wow, wow. Beth uh, was in a bit of trouble, though, because Adelaide being Adelaide, she, um, Kate, who is uh, the one that's holding the grudge, she's one of the tens people that were actually listening to this show, and she called in. Katie called in and defended herself. I just wanted to call up because I, I really kind of sound like a monster. It came down to either my literal son or my friend, and I really I had to go with my, my son 
I did mention it to her. Maybe not as much as I should have or as um, strongly as I should have, but I absolutely mentioned it to her. Can we also just point out the name in question that they're fighting over <laughs> is Oliver. Okay. Now, I don't know if either of them think that they're Charles Dickens or whatever. But one, they didn't invent it. Two, I don't know if it's worth fighting <laughs> over. I'm going to so be real. Mean. You're so mean. No, 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 no. I'm honest. It was her dad's name and that's why it was special. Okay. Well, now I feel like a bastard. <laughs> Look, look, they, they did kind of hash it out, though. Let's let's just hit, have a little listen. It's not only his name. It's in, At the end of the day, it, it is just a name. It's not a anymore. It's the principle of the thing. And the fact that you still can't understand what you've done, um, I just, I don't want to speak to you about it anymore. So good luck with everything. And, yeah, bye. Good luck with... No, she's she's gone. She's gone. (laughs) Good luck with everything and bye. I'm going to finish every conversation (laughs) from now on. I love it. Previously on the Ricky Lake show, that was... mm, Look, anyway, I hope that they're having a wonderful time over in wherever Manopara, wherever they're having this scrag fight, but it's great. Look, there was also another little highlight of the week this week. Um, Alison... Alison, we talked about the birds and the bees. How did you guys find out about Birds of the Beast? My mum and dad waited until year 10 and I came home and I think I'd just put my bags down. Dad handed me a box of condoms and said, I don't expect you to use the use-by date as an instruction. (laughs) A whole box. (laughs) Look, there are so many one-liners that I want to use about that. The condoms, the box, oh my gosh, what goes into what? Um, No, look, look, let's just leave that there. Look at them speechless. You have given me free raid live on radio. Oh my God, I'm back. I'm so excited. Alison, you also, um, well, you outed your criminal mother this week Mm, as well. I did. Your mother once knocked off the tuck shop at school with her friend and stole everything and should be in the locker. Did you kind of think it was a little bit cool in a way, finding out something? Oh, my God, so cool. Oh, great. But then, just so devastated that I spent all of those teenage years trying to be really, really good to gain her approval. (laughs) In the back of her head, she's a felon. (laughs) And a very good morning to Winona Clark, if she is listening (laughs) right now. Uh, Look, my favourite part of the week, though, had to be when you had... Look, I love a superstar. Unfortunately, none were available, but you did have Sophie Monk on the show. I particularly liked, Eddie, how you kept calling her Sophie. Oh, really? Fabulous. That was fun. How many times have you appeared on the FHM's 100 Sexiest Women? Is it six? It's nine. Oh, nine, nine times. That's too many. Don't use that wow. surprised. Sophie yes. Monk, you're sexier than you know it. Wow, that's the male market. I lost that years ago. <laughs> Literally groundbreaking radio. Thank you there, darlings. And finally, honey, is a little bit of a, a tale of um, recycling. It's it's important for all of us, darlings. When we were 18, my wife had to wear my mother's wedding dress. <gasps> and what were her initial thoughts yes. when you said to her, you got to wear uh, my mum's wedding dress? Uh, mate, she hated it. She absolutely oh. hated it. My wife, she's five foot nothing, skinny, and my mother is like... Just say not, if that's where you're going. <laughs> very, very big and round. Look, it could be worse. You could have stolen your son's name. I mean, let's be real. 
And on that note, I never want to speak to you again. Goodbye. Thank you. Good luck. Thank you. Good luck and goodbye. All right, let's wrap it up. We're going to get out of here. The wonderful Michelle Murphy has your next chance to win or at least have a crack at the noise. Yes, the Ellie Clark Breakfast Show back Monday from 6. We'll catch you then. See you then.